American songwriter. We had the opportunity to talk to Matt Lutz, the founder and CEO of Music Benefactors, over Zoom video. Matt Lutz tells us about where he grew up and how he got into music. He's not a musician, but he's a music fan, and that's why he started this incredible company called Music Benefactors, which is a crowdfunding platform for independent recording artists and music businesses. With Music Benefactors, artists are able to fund projects by partnering with fans and investors, and the fans share in the royalties while the artists get to keep all the masters and the copyrights to the song. It's really an incredible, incredible platform for independent artists or artists signed to maybe smaller labels. Matt tells us all about it. And if you're an independent artist, how you can get your, your project funded by Music Benefactors. And if you're a fan, how to, how to support these artists. You can watch our interview with Matt on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bring It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and our new TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Matt Lutz of Music Benefactors. Our podcast is about you, your journey in music. And of course, we'll talk a lot about, or pretty much all about, your uh, music benefactors project you have going. Yeah. No, I appreciate. It. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is like, you know, I got to check out, you know, some of your other podcasts, and you know, oh, obviously. Cool. So yeah, it's you know, I, I you know, obviously podcasts are you know so popular now, and they're great because you know whenever we've got a little extra time on our hands this year, so sure, yeah, you, you know. So it's instead of just, you know, watching TV, you can actually do something and, you know, gain some knowledge along the way. So it's, it's, it's been good. I yeah, love for, it. I love given it. the year, it's been good. <laughs> right. I know <laughs> yeah. for sure. Okay. Well, first off, so basically we could talk about uh, how you got into music and then of course, why you started and informed benefactors. So yeah. whereabouts were you born and raised? I'm, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. And I, I am still there now. It was, you know, I, you know, this time last year, well, it was February of, of 2020. I was in Nashville looking for space for the business because, you know, you're going to be in the music business, you know, one of three, four cities is, you know, where you should probably be. So I chose Nashville over LA and New York. That's um, what we did. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, we I were in some- L- or San Diego and we decided, yeah. uh, we want to get out of San Diego, but New York is just as, if not more expensive. So let's do yeah. Nashville. <laughs> yeah. And so I was there February looking for space. Um, I was going through the process of getting this platform approved by the financial regulators. I thought, okay, I'll, you know, I'm going to need an office. So, you know, I was there in February and I looked at a bunch of space. I didn't sign any leases. I left and came back to Pittsburgh. Two weeks after I left, Nashville got hit with a tornado. Oh, yeah. And then two weeks after that, you know, you know, the world shut down. (laughs) So, you know, luckily, like the one lucky thing is I didn't sign a lease for some space that I that I wouldn't be using in Nashville right now. So. Wow. So are you back in Nashville or do you? I'm not. I'm still I'm still in Pittsburgh. I haven't been back in, you know, in a year. Oh, um, sure. You said you were in Pittsburgh, but I wasn't sure yeah. if you came down to yeah. open up an office or something. No, I did hire two people to be working in Nashville. So they came on board at the first of the year. They're kind of my, my business development folks that are out there, you know, shaking the bushes, talking to, to artist managers and, and singing the praises of music benefactors and, you know, how we can help the music industry. I love so, it. Yeah. 
but you know, but I didn't start in the music business. I, you know, I, uh, I'm more of a, a finance and investment guy. Okay. And I came into this space. Um, I was running a, another business at the time in, in the investment world. And I was approached by a songwriter that wanted to raise some money for a new project. And she had, you know, parts of some songwriting credits that she wanted to sell. Uh-huh. And she's like, Hey, can I, can I, can I sell these? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I looked at it. I'm like, this is, so that's what kind of got me into the music space was actually music royalties and looking at, at music, you know, more from an investment perspective rather than, you know, the art side of it. And so that was about 10 years ago. And oh, then wow. I, you know, started looking for ways where what I wanted to do was bring you know, retail, like regular everyday people into the music space. And the reason for that is, you know, the labels, the big labels, you know, they, they do a couple good things. They, you know, they can provide marketing for artists mm -hmm. and they provide capital to artists. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do was kind of use regular investors to help fund, you know, artists and, you know, and music, musical projects and allow the artists to, maintain ownership of their music. Um, and by partnering with, you know, fans and, and, and investors, they can do that. So they can raise the money that they would normally be getting from a, from a major label to fund their latest projects. Okay. You know, obviously the rights holders, you know, that space is, you know, dominating the news right now with all these guys selling their, their catalogs. Mm -hmm. Um, or trying to buy them back. <laughs> or trying to buy them back. That's exactly right. Because, you know, what we've learned from streaming is, you know, rights holders are doing really well. You know, mm -hmm. they have, this is an asset class that has attracted, you know, people from outside the music industry. Obviously, Merck with hypnosis is buying, you know, everything he can. Mm -hmm. um, so there's value to that. We know that there's value to that. And what we want to do is allow the artist to maintain that value. So, and bring kind of that fan along for the ride. So if a project is successful, you know, the fan can make money as well as the artist can, you know, continue to own their, their masters or their copyrights. I love So it's almost like you're, well, you are, are investing in an artist. So like you're, it's like if you are investing in a company on wall street or something like that's exactly buy in, And then if, yeah, their song goes, I mean, cause that's all a major label is doing. They're trying to find an artist that they could, that's going to eventually be the next Halsey. Right. Yeah, that's I exactly mean, right. so, cause they have what probably a major probably has 15 artists that are really supporting the whole entire company or. Yeah. So if you're buying into an artist that eventually becomes a Taylor Swift, then mm -hmm. you could ride along with them, but you're also one of the early adopters to, to what they're doing. And one of the early, you know, champions of their, of their, their band or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly right. The labels are kind of like venture capital for music. Sure. You know, they, they have to take, and this is kind of what we'll do. You know, you have to take, you know, like you said, they may have 15 artists that are pretty much carrying the entire label. Mm -hmm. So, but they make, many bets it's like one in 20 you know that actually work out so sure. for every 20 that they you know they they back or sign you know it's one that kind of carries that so we can do the same thing and investors or fans are able to participate in that I and that. because of you know some of the regulations and being you know you know 
registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission, mm-hmm. you know, there are limits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're not going to be taking 50 grand from someone's grandma. Right. Uh, so they limit how much, so we limit how much somebody can invest and then they spread oh, it out. Because, okay. So, you know, it's all dependent on how much somebody makes a year and, you know, what their net worth is. So, you oh, know, interesting. So you don't let somebody just go all in, you don't. Yeah. So if I had, you know, 10 grand to my name and I'm like, I really believe in this singer songwriter, I'm going to go 8,000 on him. Like you, that's right. Not we, there happen. are some, there are protections in place. So like you don't that. lose everything you have betting on, you know, the next greatest hip hop artist. Now it may Got work out it. well, but you know, we would probably just limit that investment to maybe 50 or hundred bucks for you. Okay. That's so, cool. And then, yeah. so how does actually, before we get into your business, I'm curious yeah. like how you got into music. Were you ever a, a musician at all? Or is this kind of just something uh, no. you, f- I, you know, fell I, into I took, because of that? I, you know, I wanted to be a musician. I think like everybody in like middle school and, you know, in high school. And, uh-huh. you know, I, you know, I, I took guitar lessons from this dude across the street that was oh, this cool. un- unbelievable jazz guitarist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the four years, he's like, you know what? maybe you should find something else to do. But it was just, I was so bad. You know, I, I still love music and, you know, uh-huh. and, you know, you know, I, I listen to a lot of different stuff. Everybody's like, Oh, I listen to eclectic music. So, but there's a, uh, in Pittsburgh, there's a really great, you know, over the air radio station. It's an independent radio station called WYEP. They play a uh-huh. lot of different stuff. It's stuff you're yeah, not going to hear. Station. I came yeah. from radio 16, okay. I did 16 years of terrestrial radio. Yeah, so I know so, a lot of the the cool hip stations. Yeah. So they're one of those cool hip stations and they've had the same DJs for 25, 30 years. And they just Incredible. The, the, the kind of music they play, you're like, wow. I mean, and it's like stuff you you would never hear. And um, so, yeah, yeah so top I'm, 40 I'm radio or whatever. Yeah, you're not going to get any of that there. So. Um, so, yeah, so I love that radio station, you know, and you know, so, you know, I still love music. It's just it's best for everybody that I don't try to play it. We're making. <laughs> so, so this is my contribution. This is me. But I love it. You, you need, you still, you need everybody involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a, like, I can't play either. I can't play or write songs. I mean, I can yeah. play guitar. If I could get by, if I was like the four power chord dude in like some punk yeah. band or something, but I couldn't be, <laughs> you know, any yeah. sort of songwriter, but I, I yeah. love music and I got into the, my avenue is radio. Okay. I, yeah. I love, I know a lot about bands. I like soak up the information and I can talk about them. So I'm, I'm going to try to go that way. Whereas you yeah. have more of the business side and the investment yeah. side. So that's your lane. Yeah. of. Yeah. We want to, I we, love that. We want to fund these people, right? We want to give the artists, you know, what they need to make great music mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and money is a, is a big part of that. Oh, of course. Uh, and if they can kind of make the, obviously you hear about labels restricting them and telling them what they should make or what's going to be a hit. What's the single know. off the record or yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not going to get involved in that. You know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that is not where we belong. You know, any, any relationship that they have going into this, if they decided to use our platform to raise money, you know, they maintain those relationships. We're not going to tell them, okay, you got to use this distributor or, you know, you should be working with these producers. Now we want to see that they're working with, you know, some decent people or some people that, that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not going to alter, you know, the music. That's for sure. Okay. I love it. So I want to know more about the company. How did you yeah. start the company? I did. I started okay. it. it. It's taken a couple years. It's, uh, of course. <laughs> you know, I wasn't quite sure which direction that this was going to go. And, uh-huh. you know, um, initially I wanted to create 
larger offerings for big catalogs, kind of competing with the Mercs of the world. And, you know, but, and what we would do is uh, kind of create bond offerings where, you know, they could use, instead of selling their catalogs, they could issue bonds and we're going to tie, you know, some some blockchain tokens into this where the tokens would trade. But uh, the biggest problem was money, um, right. you know, obviously money for artists, but money for me. So I, I kind of set off to to raise some venture funding um, and I spent about six months driving back and forth to New York from Pittsburgh, meeting with the venture capitalists and, mm-hmm. you know, people within the music industry and just pitching them on this idea. And I would go into these meetings and I'm like, this is really, really interesting. We really like this. And then I would drive back to Pittsburgh. I'd get an email like a day or two later and say, you know what? Good luck. We're going to pass. Okay. So, so I wasn't able to kind of, you know, go in that direction. And it actually was, it's better because, you know, it's not those bigger catalogs or the larger artists that need the money. It's the smaller independent artists that needs capital. So we kind of pivoted. And what I did is I, uh, you know, I applied to become what is known as a reg CF funding platform. So that took eight months to get approved by the two financial regulators. So we got to have to be approved by the securities and exchange commission and FINRA. So FINRA is a kind of a, a a non-government regulatory agency that all like investment advisors and investment banks actually have to belong with. So we are kind of in that company with the Goldman Sachs and the JP Morgans of the world. Oh, interesting. But, I was going to ask where, where yeah. that falls. Yeah. Like, okay. So we can essentially issue and sell securities on behalf of recording artists in music businesses. So we're, we act almost as a, you know, an investment banker, Mm-hmm. for private music businesses. So we can issue, you know, equity, we can issue debt, we can issue say bonds, you know, whatever is the best structure for, you know, that recording artist that's looking to raise money. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's, and then for, for people that want to be, say I'm an, a guitar player and I want to yeah. have a singer songwriter and I want to, you know, be a part of this, like what, what are there like, um, you know, like, do I have to have a certain amount of records sold? Like, is there any sort of like, how do you get involved? And is there so any sort we, of limitation so the, yes. on that? Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll meet with the, or not too much personal meeting, but we'll just, we'll talk to the, the artist who's looking to raise some money. Let's say you want, let's say you wanted to make an album. Right. Um, you know, we'd want to see, you know, some history. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to have four or five albums. You don't have to, you know, have sold millions of records. Um, you know, we kind of want to see a plan. That's kind of the, the most important thing because these are, you know, this, these are businesses mm-hmm. and we want to make sure you're going to, you know, you have a plan and you're going to execute. We want to see like what you've done in the past. Like some music is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll kind of like see where you're going to, you know, see a budget, like how much money are you looking to raise, where it's going to be spent, who you're going to be working with on this project um, and really just go from there. And then okay. if, if we feel it's a viable project um, and, you know, fans and investors would be interested in this, that it, then we would put you on the platform. Okay. Um, so we want to, so, so it, it depends, so that the investor base is going to come from your own fans, as well as, you know, investors who have said, yo, yeah, this is, this is an investment I'd like to be interested in, whether it's like blues or jazz or, sure. or punk 
you know, let me know about this stuff and they register on our site and we'll let them know that, you know, something like that is available for them. So if they get, if they get access to your site and, and they're, you're, they're able to raise money, are they auto, would, do they have some sort of backing already? I mean, with the venture capitalists, are they going to say, oh, like, because there's kind of a gatekeeper that's going to decide whether or not they're going to make it on the platform. Like if I'm going to make it on the platform, do I, am I going to get some sort of support no matter what? Or am I going to have like a, like, say I want to raise $5,000 for my record. Is somebody already going to throw in like a couple hundred bucks? Like, I, or Usually not we'll see, not necessarily. Usually you'll see like the friends and family type, you know, investors come in first. That's usually what we'll see. So we'll see like maybe, you know, you know, that aunt, you know, who would normally be putting like 50 grand and maybe she can just get away with maybe a thousand bucks or something along Got those it. lines. So, so yeah, but then we'll obviously we open it up to, you know, the general public. Um, you know, we, we do some, some, so there are no limitations in terms of marketing this for the artist. Uh, that was kind of one of the changes they made when they allowed for platforms like ours to exist. So an artist can go directly to their social media bases, to Facebook, okay. Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh -huh. and say, hey, look, you know, we got this really interesting offering for the first time ever. You can actually invest in my project. You're not just going to get a, you know, some vinyl or, you know, a T-shirt. Right. You actually have, you know, shares in my, in my album. Yeah, like equity in the record yeah. kind of. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So and as far as like an artist goes, do they have to be independent? Like, is there like, no, like if I was signed to, uh, you know, independent record label, would that matter or who's, no, who's actually, eligible? Yeah. Pretty much anyone's eligible um, to raise money. If it's a, you know, if it's a viable business. So if you're on a, an indie label, that's almost the ideal situation. Because you have, you know, a lot of times indies will have like a 50-50 split rather than, you know, where the majors are like 85-15. Right. So you have that support of a label, but they're not taking your head off when it comes to that royalty split. So you have that team behind you, um, but they also give you the autonomy to, to make the music that you want to make. So that's kind of the ideal. And what happens is, then the indie label by partnering with someone like us, you bring in a lot more capital to market that music so they can compete with, you know, the Warners and the universals of the world. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. So if you're yeah. in an indie label, then you will, you guys will talk. You'll talk to the yeah. label and say, Hey, here's the deal. We want to raise this much money. And then you could say you raised $25,000 or whatever then you guys can use that money to fund marketing and, and anything outside of the, cause sometimes a label will take care of the record, right? They'll say, okay, yeah. we'll pay for the record to be made, but any sales we're going to take like 50%, right? Yeah. So then now does the record, like, are you investing in the songs? Like, or are you investing in the artists? You're investing in the songs. So okay. each, so it would kind of be like a joint venture between the artists, the indie label, in the fans. So the masters would be owned by all three. God. So, so any type of revenue that those masters generate from that album, it would be split between the, the fans, the, the indie label and that artist. Okay. So, so but you, then the publishing is all separate. So we're not going to get involved in that unless they wanted to put publishing involved in this, in this. So essentially though, I'm, I'm curious where it comes down to like, say you needed to raise like, 
it's only you're raising money just to, to, to record and support the record or is it, can they use the money outside of that? So like, say you can figure out like, I want to use this producer and I'm going to use this studio and it's going to cause 10 grand. But then is there like a cap on the investment? You know what I mean? Like, so say like a lot of people are like, oh, wow. Like, I really think that this artist is going to blow up. I want to put money at it. And then there's, you know, a thousand people that want to put in $200. Then you're going to hit over the limit that's going to cost for the record. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So there's, so we would set up like what kind of, what the max raise would be. So we would have a minimum and a max. Yeah. So there'd be a minimum and a max, you know, the, the most we can raise by according to the financial regular set by them is 5 million bucks per year per project. So we could actually do like a catalog deal where, you know, say an artist has a catalog and they don't want to sell it. You know, they could just issue securities to the public and then they would actually then be owners of that catalog. So we could raise 5 million bucks for say, you know, an independent artist that, you know, doesn't want to sell, but you know, they want to, you know, monetize that catalog. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So there's a lot of different things. We could actually fund a tour. So really any viable music project, we could, you know, bring that investors into fund. And so, so like, yeah, because if you funded a tour, then essentially they would sell more records on the tour and then everybody would benefit. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. And so if I, but you do have to, Cause I know like in say Canada and New Zealand, for example, like they, their government will fund records, but I don't know if they own any piece of it, but like you can apply yeah. for like a grant, but essentially this isn't a grant because people that are investing their money and they will see some sort of return, hopefully if the record yeah. does well. Yeah. So they and have a financial interest in the project. Okay. That's, cr- yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. so awesome. And so say yeah. I want to invest in an artist, do I, the artist already has to, be on the platform, obviously. Right. Yeah, there's they got to be someone that we're working with. Okay. Um, so we're out. That's those those two two people I hired in Nashville. That's what they're doing. They're out there, you know, letting everybody know how wonderful we are and you know sure. how we can raise money for them. That's so, so cool. You know, once they're on the platform, we'll make an announcement. We'll send some some emails to people that have already registered on our platform, and then the artist will obviously do their own kind of marketing of the offering through their social media. And so they'll market, Hey, I'm a part of this music benefactors. I love it. If you yeah. can help me, you know, raise X amount of dollars for my, for my album. Yeah. Okay. And, and share so, the, and share the royalties. Yeah. And share the royalties. That's yeah. so amazing. So, and then the royalties goes across anything, streaming, uh, whatever the, the however yeah. the thing makes money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they would have ownership of those recordings. And, you know, so anytime, you know, it's streamed or, you know, physical sales are used in a commercial or, or TV, that's you know, oh, sync license, everything. Yeah. All, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so anything along those lines would be, would benefit the investors. Interesting. Okay. I, that's wow. Okay. Yeah. So I guess my question would be, do I, if I wanted to go find these artists, do I just sign up? like, like have a, like a login on music benefactors. And I say, I find an artist on there. I like, and I want to invest some money. How do I know if I, if the the artist is selling, like, am I seeing some sort of like 
how do how am I seeing the yeah so so if you go on to our platform you go. can without you don't have to register to see what's like what artists are available but okay. to invest then you, then you would um, but you'll see what artists we're working with um, and in terms of kind of how their um, you know the sales of their records are doing we're going to be partnering with a, a, a data provider in Nashville shortly where you'll be able to see kind of like up to the minute streaming information on, on these artists. Oh, so you'll wow. be able to you know, almost like, like almost like hedge funds, look at stocks, you know, we'll right. have the, we'll have that, those deep dive analytics available for people to kind of check out and see, okay, this artist streaming from month to month has been increasing 10%. So you'll be able to see that, which would be very cool. And so then you can invest in that artist. Cause you're like, okay, they're starting to boom. I could yeah. put money it's essentially exactly like a stock market. Can yeah. you sell your share? Right now, no. Okay. So these, there's no secondary market for this. So there's no kind of stock exchange. Sure. But you know what's interesting is you know I, I think I talked a little about the blockchain and tokens is you know what we hope to do is start issuing tokens or or NFTs that would go with these offerings. So whenever you know there is a market that that is created, you will be able to, you know, sell those shares if you need cash or you feel like, okay, this is, this run is over. I'm going to sell it to somebody else. So there will be eventually a, a secondary market will develop where you could trade, you know, shares of albums or artist catalogs. Okay. So yeah, as it sits yeah. now, you just invest in the artist and then there's no way to, to buy it, like sell out of it. So like if I invest $5,000 into this artist and then, they're not doing well. I have to just, just wait yeah. and hope that that does yeah, you, well. You, you wait. But that and makes hope. sense. Yeah. yeah, kind of like you know, because you are not, supporting the artist still. Yeah, yeah. You're not going like, to take you know, back the, from them. Yeah, like going in on, on a partnership with you know somebody's buying an apartment community because it's you know it's not so easy to to sell an asset if you're you know one tenth of an owner of something. So right. similar to that right now. But once that secondary market develops where there's an exchange where these things can trade you know, then you'll be able to, to do but that. That makes still, that makes sense. Cause you want to still support the artist. You're not going to say, yeah. okay, I wanted to support you, but dude, <laughs> your album flopped. So I want my money back. <laughs> Great music, but I didn't make any money. But yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so okay. that's, yeah. So we want to bring that, you know, we want to bring that fan. I, I keep saying, I always tell people, I want to turn music fans into music investors, Yeah. Um, you know, and, and music and musicians into general partners, which is kind of a, a finance term for, you know, guys that run private equity firms. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So then if I wanted to invest to say like, okay, like I, I'm really curious to, in, in what, how to do this. Do I go on like on your website? Can I find like a list of all the artists that are trying to raise money for projects? Yeah. So there's right on the front page of the site on musicbenefactors.com, you'll see what's being listed. And then there'd be a, a listing page as well with all the offerings that we have. Okay. So then I can go and what, like research the artists or is there like a player there that they would have? Yeah. So they like, each have, you know, yeah, there's some, there's a couple of videos up. There's, you know, there's links to their own sites and then there's the, you know, the financial information that, you know, we have to submit to the Securities and Exchange Commission. So all that, that kind of due diligence and, you know, um, you know, explaining some of the risks that are involved in investing in, in music projects is in there as well. Okay. And then how does it work where 
if I was an artist and I need $5,000 to create a record and I, and my whoever, you wanted to invest in it because you're like, okay, this guy's yeah. really good. And they don't quite make the $5,000 mark. How does that work? Like, if, so what does happens, the album so, have to be created? Well, no. So we can do brand new projects. So if they come to us and say, hey, we need 10 grand for this project. Um, and we say, okay, yeah, this, this is a viable project. We'll put them on the platform. If they don't reach that 10 grand, you know, then the money is refunded to the investors. Oh, okay. So as long as they reach that minimum, you know, investment goal, then, you know, then they would get the 10,000 bucks. Now the money that it has to stay up for 21 days, according to the regulators, just to give investors a chance to change their mind. Uh But after 21 days, you know, they're, you know, we can, that money can be wired to the artist and they can get going. A lot of them usually have, have already started the project. Um, right. So this can just help with, you know, the marketing as well. Okay. That would be my question. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you put the money in and then the record never gets made, do you get yeah. burned on, on that? But yeah, no. So the money like would it. be refunded if, uh, if we don't raise that minimum goal. Amazing. I love yeah. it. Well, it sounds yeah. like such a cool thing. And especially for, younger artists and, and, and the people that are really good. And you're like, I know this yeah. person is really good and they can, they're going to do something, but they obviously don't have the, the money or the backing or they don't have the major label saying, okay, we're going to give you five grand or, you know, 50 grand to make your album. And we're going to set you yeah. up with this producer. That's, you know, cost a thousand dollars an hour or, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. That's so we really can do cool. those things. So if we raise the money, right. We can, you know, that artist can go out and, you know, hire a great producer or, or pace, you know, another artist, you know, five grand to do a collaboration with them. So there's a lot of things you can do when you have the capital to, to make a decent album. Yes. I love it. Well, it sounds like a a killer product and project. I, I, I really love it. And, and I think it's definitely going to help out a lot of people. (laughs) Let's hope so. Right. That's the goal. Very cool. Well, Thank you so much, Matt, for telling us all about your, your thing. Is there anything else you wanted that we didn't get to that you want to say about the, about the company? No, I think that's all. I just, you know, encourage people to, you know, check out musicbenefactors.com. If they know of any artists, any indie artists or, you know, legacy artists out there, you know, come talk to us. You know, we'd love to work with, you know, up and coming artists and artists that are kind of tired of that, that the label model. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's all about the product. If we have good artists on there, you know, it'll be, you know, the investors will come. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Matt. I do have one more question for you. Yeah. Would you have any advice for aspiring artists or, or, or like to get on the platform or if anything you've learned along the way? Uh, you know what, the advice that I have is probably the stuff that they keep, you know, hearing is, you know, you just got to keep working and, you know, you're going to hear a million no's and just, just ignore them. Um, in terms of getting on the platform, you know, make some decent music and, and give us a call. And that's really, you know, that's the key to everything in, in the music business. 